0: My friends, (laughs) thanks for tuning in to another episode of 15 Minutes with Fuzz. We are on the 14th episode, and honestly, I'm just glad I've been able to do anything consistently for 14 weeks in a row, especially like late-stage COVID. Life's a little different now, you know? I've been having a lot of fun learning about Great organizations, events, things going on in Washington County, Wisconsin. By the way, also learned there's like a Washington County in every single state in the nation. I don't even, maybe Hawaii even has one. I don't know, but there are many. Anyway, I'm looking forward to learning even more. If you ever have an idea for the show, there's somebody I should interview, an organization, a person, an event going on. Go to my website, 15withfuzz.com. Click on contact at the top or bottom of the page. Drop me a line. Let me know who I should be talking to. And I'm always looking to learn about things that I'm not familiar with. This show is really has been a selfish way for me to expand my horizons. And hopefully, I'm expanding yours a bit along the way. Again, 15withfuzz.com or you can email 15withfuzz at gmail.com. Speaking of, on this episode... I'm speaking with Noelle Brown. She's the executive director behind Casa Guadalupe. It's a nonprofit organization that aims to be the bridge of integration to those who identify as Hispanic or Latino and to the communities in which they live through education and community access. So here we are, 15 minutes on Casa Guadalupe with Noelle Brown on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Noel, thanks so much for joining me today. Let's talk a little bit about Casa Guadalupe. And I see a lot of references on your website and on some social things about how Casa Guadalupe is building the bridge. What does that mean as an organization? And what does that mean to you?
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. When we talk about Casa Guadalupe and our mission to be this bridge of integration to Hispanics and the communities in which they live through education and community access, we do think of ourselves as these holistic connectors between the Spanish speakers and non-Spanish speakers in Washington County. So we do offer these resources for newcomers to the community who are from Spanish-speaking countries living here, working here, raising their families here. But with that, you know, in a predominantly English-speaking community, there comes uh, certain barriers. And so we... Are that link that we're bringing, you know, individuals uh, to the right resources in such a variety of areas. Um, I mentioned like a holistic connector because it could be like for their health, their well-being, you know, through the school system, through um, jobs, through like just daily life in general. Uh, So we are really proud to be that in the community, and then we also look at ways to bring our growing diverse community together um, and to celebrate our cultural differences. And so that's another way that we like to be a bridge as well.
0: Very good. And you've been at Casa Guadalupe for a while now, right? So how has it grown and adapted and how has the county kind of grown and adapted over the years?
1: Yes, so Casa Guadalupe itself was founded in 2006 by Marilyn Bennett and Father Rafael Rodriguez. And I um, had the opportunity to start as the executive director in 2012. And so it really has grown over the years. There was a wonderful vision for Casa early on with seeing um, our community changing as far as more Hispanic Latino community members moving here. And so we started out providing English classes that that was a primary goal. Knowing there are Spanish speakers in our community, life will be easier in our community if people learn more English, you know, in their jobs and just daily life. So we've continued that since the start. And when I started, we also were just starting an after-school reading program for Hispanic Latino elementary school students in the West Bend School District. So since then, uh, fortunately, you know, thanks to funding, of course, mm-hmm. through grants, you know, received by local private foundations, we Organizations, generous community members, et cetera. Over the years we have been able to add to our staff. And you know, without that staff capacity, you can't grow as much. So fortunately we have people in place that have grown our programs, such as our after school reading program. We started a program for Hispanic Latino High School students that was just in the West Bend School District. Now it's in West Bend, Hartford, and Kiwascom. So we we are casting this net um, in Washington County to work with the Latino individuals. Uh, we also started a larger health program initiative called Healthy Latinos, Healthy Futures. Mm-hmm. Some are Spanish camps, some are reading programs. <laughs> There's so many things that fortunately through collaborators on uh, our staff and volunteers that we've been able to offer now.
0: Sure. And that's that's all here in Washington County, right?
1: Exactly. Just in Washington County.
0: How many people are like a part of the organization and, and how many do you support and such as well?
1: Yes. So there are, as far as individuals in our community that identify as Hispanic Latino, mm-hmm. um, based on some recent 2020 census data, those that responded, there's about 4,400. And there are younger families that we're serving. So if you look at that number, almost half of them would be under the age of 18. So those that we are working with closely for the most part are individuals, adults, that have moved here from a Spanish-speaking country mm-hmm. and are now raising their families here. And with that comes um, some different like generational uh, things as well, because then you get the first generation children here, right. and just like any immigrant story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've all come from somewhere for the most part here um, in the US, right here in our community. And so, but again, it's mostly focused on those that are newcomers and then like raising their families. So on an average year, we serve around 450 individuals, I would say. And that's through, you know, the children and the adults that we're working with. And we've recently started offering certain programs that are kind of like this crossover now into the non-Spanish speaking, like non-Hispanic Latino community through our summer Spanish camps and Spanish classes for adults too. So that's exciting to, to have that clientele as well.
0: Sure. So in those cases, you're teaching English speakers, Spanish. Exactly. And, and then, but in, in most day to day, you're helping Spanish speakers learn English and, and yes. help um, become part of the community, be able to interact and in, in all those pieces as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the Again, you said the after school reading program is in West Bend, Kiwiska, and Hartford?
1: Right now, that is called the Read to Succeed program. So okay. we're definitely still in the West Bend School District, and sure. we are in Hartford now. Um, so those are those two main uh, communities. We do have a Dream to Succeed program that has um, moved into the Kewaskum School District too. That started out as just high school students mm-hmm. that identify as Hispanic or Latino, and it's a college life and career readiness program. There's a lot involved in it, but we have a wonderful coordinator named Maria that um, actually helps with all of our youth programming. But that one is definitely in those three school districts. We're looking into Slinger. Definitely as far as like our staff capacity too, there's like a core group of five of us. And then we also have some instructors as well who teach English and Spanish.
0: If somebody wanted to get involved, like what, what types do you need volunteers? What types of things does Casa Guadalupe need?
1: Absolutely. So, just like any nonprofit organization, you know, volunteers are so important and Mm -hmm. so needed. We, you know, our staff we can't do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So, volunteers on an average basis, on annual average, I would say we have around like 150 volunteers, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, some of them do just one day events, like our Fiesta Latina fundraiser, Mm -hmm. our largest of the year. Others are more consistent; like they'll help with the the Read to Succeed program and they'll show up on a weekly basis to work with kids. Where we're really looking for volunteers at this moment, we are looking for people who would like to tutor adults. So we do offer English classes still, but inevitably there are adults that have different work schedules. The times that we offer classes just don't work with their schedule as well. And so we do like to recruit individuals who don't mind you know, just like a little training, um, like a book that they can go off of, and working individually, virtually or in person. There are some that do perform. virtual stills. We, of course, had to adapt during COVID and provided uh, some virtual classes. So there are opportunities for both of those. And it really is just trying to pair people up as best as possible based on the volunteer and the student schedule. We are also currently looking for individuals who love working with kids and can help provide childcare during English classes or other programs. For instance, we're having a health program coming up soon. It's like a six-week program on Monday evenings. And so we recruit and we look for people that can help just watch like a small Group of kids. That way, it can break down that barrier for the parents so they. They can say, oh, you know what? You got child care taken care of? Great, now I can attend right. this program that will benefit them. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with English classes. So definitely looking for child care Tuesday, Thursday mornings um, in West Bend from 1030 to noon. And in the evenings, we have English classes on Tuesday, Thursdays from 6 to 730. And again, just as things pop up. So that's where our biggest volunteer needs are at the moment.
0: And those are all at your Casa Guadalupe building? Is that correct?
1: Or the majority of them are. So okay. yes. Yeah, so So our Casa Guadalupe office is in West Bend at 419 Roosevelt Drive. It's in Barton, technically, right next to St. Mary's Church. So we have our space there. We actually offer our Read to Succeed program in West Bend in the gymnasium at St. Mary's, which evolved because of COVID, provides a large space. We can bring kids from multiple schools to one location. Mm -hmm. So that's been working out pretty well. In Hartford, we utilize a variety of locations. Currently, our English classes are at St. Aidan's Episcopal Church in Hartford, and we've the United Way Resource Center sure. at times as well. So if anyone is interested in volunteering and they fill out the application, go through the process, then we would certainly let them know those yeah. locations. Yeah.
0: And then if somebody does want to get involved, what's the best way to start
1: Yes, so if anyone is looking to get involved on a volunteer basis, filling out that application is the best start. So we, um, on our website, we do have a pretty user friendly space to find where the application is. It's in a Google form format, so they can go and click on that link and fill it out. And we check that constantly to make sure that we're following up with volunteers. We get the notification when someone's applied. We do a background check, of course, and then we will touch base with that individual based on what they want to help with. We also, if someone is interested in just calling us to get more information, you know, our phone number, 262-306-2900. I'm probably one of the best people just to to call and see, you know, how they can get involved.
0: Sure, certainly, what is your website address?
1: Our website is www.casaguadalupeonline.org.
0: Do you guys have any events coming up between now and the end of the years? That That's typically in May that you guys have Fiesta Latina, right?
1: Correct. So Fiesta, um, yep, our plan is next year, I can't believe it, it's going to be our 10th <laughs> annual Fiesta wow. Latina. We always have it at Regner Park. It's mm-hmm. normally the third weekend of May. And it's most likely will be a Saturday. So that, we're getting ready for that, of course. In the past, we've had like different fundraising events uh, for six years. We had a karaoke fundraiser, which was super fun. Right now, though, we are looking towards the future on what will make the most sense for mm-hmm. fundraising efforts for CASA. We're definitely going to do Fiesta, but i want the community to stay tuned for next fall. We are in talks. Uh, We have a group of wonderful leaders through the West Bend Chambers Leadership West Bend program. And I just had a meeting with them recently. This group is going to help us plan a scholarship fundraiser specific to the Dream to Succeed program. We're currently in our third year of providing this opportunity for participating students if they're eligible, you know, GPA requirements and interview, essays, all that that goes into it. But this is our first year we gave away six scholarships to any two or four year college that they were going to. Um, this past year we gave away 15. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so really exciting just to see their dreams and hear their stories. So we do wanna turn it into more of a fundraising event just focused on the sustaining of the scholarship fund. So the community will hear more about that in 2022.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate all that you're doing for the community as a whole. It's a a great resource here for families and for children. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. We'll talk again uh, before Fiesta Latina next year to kind of get a a scoop on the events that are going on and and what everybody can expect then. But Noel, uh, I appreciate you coming on today and, and thanks for all you do.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Thank you again for listening. If you like the show or hopefully love the show, if you're even just okay with the show, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is at 15withfuzz. Website is also 15withfuzz.com. And You can subscribe to the show on Spotify or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. But really, Spotify and Apple Podcasts are kind of the two places that most people listen. Google's like distant third, and then the rest are a handful. A little inside baseball for you. Again, I really appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week on 15 Minutes with Fuzz.